Good morning, good morning everybody. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of Dr. Donald K. Adler, Alava Shalom. Lilu Dan Ben Nachum Vechana Alava Shalom, sponsored by the Adler family. Breakfast is also sponsored by Gabriel Amos in honor of Haron Shochet. Hazaku Baruch. Rabotai, the Pasuk tells us that when the Shioma Shemini, the eighth day was done, the Kohen, Arona Kohen, the Kohen Agadol, he stood up and he started to bring all of the sacrifices that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu had commanded him to bring. And I want to read you an interesting passage. The Pasuk says when he finishes, he does all the Avodah. And Aaron raises his hands, and he blesses them. Where is he blessing them from? On the Mizbeach. He's still on the altar. And he came down from the Mizbeach from bringing the Korban Hatat and the Olah and the Shalamim. Now, it's very interesting because again, I want to break this Pasuk into, into two halves. Number one, Aaron raises his hands, he gives them a Beracha, he then comes down from the, uh, from the Mizbeach where he had done the Hatat, the Olah and the Shalamim and the three Korbanot. And then Moshe and Aaron come out of the oil moed, and they come out, and they bless the people. And the glory of God appeared to the nation. So we read about two consecutive Pesukim. First there's a Berachah from Aharon HaKohen. Second after that, one, the next very next Pasuk, again there's a Berachah from Aharon HaKohen, except this time he's joined by Moshe Rabbeinu. Now Rashi goes to pains to tell us what was this beracha that Aharon did not, that the Pasuk doesn't say? What is this beracha that Aharon gave? Says Rashi, Vayivarechem, and he blessed them, Birkat Kohanim. He gave them Birkat Kohanim. Yivarecha, Ya'er, and Yisa. Now the Ramban argues on Rashi. And he says, how could it be that this was Birkat Kohanim? The commandment for Birkat Kohanim, we've not seen it yet. That only comes in Parashat Bamid, in Bamidbar. So if it's, that's in Sefer Bamidbar, why would, we be, why would this have been Birkat Kohanim? Surely if this was his first time blessing the people with those words, that commandment should have come first. That's the Ramban's question on Rashi. However, Rashi sticks with his guns and he explains that these were the words, these were the blessings that Aaron gave to the people. So I saw the Ba'la Turim says something fascinating. He says, <clears throat> why did he give him the beracha of Birkat uh, Kohanim? Because the first beracha is Yivarecha Hashem V'yishmirecha, which means God should protect you. The Shemirah was connected, was with regards or connected to the first korban, which was the korban hatat, which is about a person sinning. So when a person is trying to get to Shuvah for sinning, so the beracha that you give to the person is that he should be protected from sinning again, that this teshuvah should stick, it should hold. The second beracha in the, uh, in the, in Berkat Kohanim, right, is this he'erat panim is said by a ola. Why? Because by the ola it says, on the words of the ola it says, ought to be able to see the face of God. And finally says the Baal HaTurim, the last beracha was, uh, 
Korban Shalamim, which brings Shalom between God and the Jewish people. Now, I found this Baal Turim to be illuminating because actually it fits the Pasuk exactly. And Aaron raised his hands and he blessed them. By the way, in exactly the right order. Hatat Shemira, first Pasuk. Ola, Ya'er Panav, second Pasuk. And Shilamim, Shalom, the last Pasuk. But Rabotai, there's a different message here that I think the Pasuk is giving to us. And I think it's incredibly important to be able to recognize what is being said here. And that is that although Aharon HaKohen had not been commanded to give Birkat Kohanim in the Biracha, in the way that a Kohen was obligated for each Kohen eternally to give every single Kohen every single day and every single opportunity that a Kohen has a, beracha, a, a mitzvah to give a Biracha, that commandment had not yet come. But Aharon understood that I can't start this Bet HaMikdash without giving the Jewish people a Biracha. This cannot begin without a Biracha. And we find this idea in other places as well. If you remember earlier on when they were building the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Bissalel how to build the Mishkan. And what does Bissalel say? He says, it can't be that it's supposed to be built this way. First you're supposed to build the house, and then you build the Kelim. That way you have a place for to put the Kelim in the house. What Bissalel understood was that there was a seder, there was an order uh, to being able to build <clears throat> to being able to build the Mishkan. And it can't be that you build the Kelim before you build the house itself. So too, Aaron also understood that although there was a commandment that was going to come later with regards to the obligation of blessing, it couldn't be that the better service in the Beit HaMikdash would begin without a Beracha. And indeed, we find as well and exactly the same thing with regards to Shalomu HaMelech, with Shalomu HaMelech also when he finishes all the work for the Beit HaMikdash, he gets up and he gives a tremendous Beracha to all the people. Now, Ramban and Rashi are arguing. Rashi says it's this Beracha. Ramban says it was the Beracha of Shilomo HaMelech. But I think that really, in essence, they're not disagreeing. Rashi also did not understand that this was a hiyuv of Aaron HaKohen to give this Beracha. But rather, it was something that was about the Seder. And I want to talk for one minute about this concept. The idea of order, even when something is not mitzvah, is not commanded. The understanding of something because of its order and because of its structure. There was a young man who once came to his rabbi. And the rabbi asked him, he said, you know, I saw that you were praying and you were praying late and you, you, know, you didn't do the, the tefillah, you didn't, you didn't make up. He said, no rabbi, I didn't do it because I didn't come on time. But he says, but after I finish the tefillah, don't worry. I, you know, I made up all the extra hallelujahs. I said the extra korban, whatever it was that I missed. I made it up at the end afterwards. I sat in the Beit Midrash for a few minutes afterwards. So the rabbi says, well, do you think it's... He goes, no, the truth is, he goes, the system works out really well for me. He says, I get up late every day. I come late every day. I come right before, uh, you know, Yishtabach like a clockwork. I catch up as quickly as I can. And it takes me shorter afterwards to just fill in the blanks that I had from before. The rabbi frowns at the boy and he says, young man, what's your telephone number? The boy is shaking now, Uli is calling my mother. He says, my number, you know, is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. He says, wow, okay. He says, I'm calling your house right now. The kid is shaking. Guy goes to, the rabbi goes to the phone. He pushes all the numbers he says. He's, and all of a sudden the boy could hear out of the, in the quiet of the room, he hears the, 
receiver, coming out of the receiver, it says, uh, this number is not connected. Kid thinks it can't be. The rabbi says, tell me the number again. He says, one, two, three, four, five, six. Again, the rabbi pushes all the buttons. And again, it says, this number is not connected. The rabbi looks at the boy, he says, are you giving me the wrong number to your house? The boy says, no, I promise. That's the number, one, two, three, four, five, six. The rabbi says, okay, listen, I want to make sure, file it, because I want to make sure I get it right. He goes, six, five, four, three, two, one. The boy says, no, rabbi, you, you did it backwards. Of course it's not going to work. And the rabbi puts the phone down, and he looks at the boy, and he smiles. He says, rohi, you did it backwards. <laughs> of course it's not going to work. There's a place where each part of the tefillah is supposed to be. Now, of course, you have to go back and fill it if you didn't do it, because that's what you have to do in, in, the, in the second place. But in the first place, to plan to do that every day, that's, that's madness. Rabbi Tai, I, I want to share, because I think that this is a very important thing. Seder, order. So many of us, when our children come home from school with a problem, or they're having trouble adjusting with friends, or whatever the case might be, and they're starting to get picked on by this one or by that one. All of a sudden, all the mama bear or the papa bear instincts come out. All of our hair stands on end. You tell the kid, what's the kid's phone number? I'm gonna call his mother. I'm gonna call the school. Kid comes home, doesn't understand any of the work for months. Has no idea what's going on. <clears throat> you get a letter home from the, from the teacher. The teacher says, kid is flunking out of the class. We're gonna keep them back a year. Father goes into a rage. My son is going to be kept back a year. Comes in. You're doing it wrong. You're teaching him wrong. Did you have him tested for this? Tested for that? What's going on? They're throwing a fit and a tantrum. People come to a, to a rabbi with problems in their marriage. They're not communicating. They're fighting all the time. You know, they're thinking about uh, taking a trial separation or getting a divorce by the menan, etc., etc. People always come, and one of the things I always love to tell them is, you know, I'm so happy you came to the rabbi and you came to school, but Rohi, you did it in the wrong order. You waited till the problem was over, and now you're coming to the rabbi, and the rabbi needs to, or the marriage counselor or therapist needs to, you know, reorder the entire deck. It's very hard to do that. What Aharon was teaching the people was, that I'm going to give the biracha of the Kohen, although I'm not mehoyav yet to give it. If Moshe's taught me that biracha already, and I have that biracha in my wheelhouse, in my deck of cards, why shouldn't I pull it out now when we want the Bet HaMikdash to begin in the right foot? Instead of giving the child a biracha with tears streaming down your face, because you're hoping and praying to God that the wayward child will find his way home, cry those tears and say that biracha in the beginning. Before the Beit HaMikdash even opens for business, before the very first fire comes down on the Mizbeach, Aharon understands that he needs to take the Berachah that is uniquely his as a Kohen, the Berachah that was taught to him by Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's not yet the time to say it. But we're always pulling out our weapons when it is the time to use them. And you know what? Actually, it's incorrect. You know what the strongest use of nuclear weapons is? Deterrent. The strongest use of an atom bomb is not its use, it's having it. And when you can show someone that you've got the atom bomb, you never get into a fight because the person already knows that you have that solution. Aaron whips out the biracha before the Beit HaMikdash even opens for business. Bissal El understands 
that there's an order to the way you do things. And when you build something that is structurally sound, when everything is in the right place, then it lasts forever. When you do it the other way around, everything falls apart. Could you imagine building the attic of your house as the foundation? And then, yeah, yeah, you put the foundation at the very top of the building as the, as the seal. It doesn't make any sense. The house is going to collapse immediately. So too, Rabotai, in the process of growth, everybody's looking to grow. Everybody's coming to synagogue. You're doing some learning. You're doing some things. But think first, what is foundational? What do I need to do as a Jew to fix the most important elements? If I have problems with my emunah, probably I shouldn't begin by trying to adapt Halav Yisrael into my lifetime. Rabutai, I shouldn't be putting on Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin before I actually know how to read Hebrew properly. And I'm reading the Sefer or the, the Sidur in Hebrew instead of in English. Order, Seder. We learn it uh, uh, through Aharon. We learn it through B'Sal'el. We learn it on the night of Pesach and Bezrat Hashem. If we set things up in the correct way, if Aleph, if we have Aleph, then we have Bet. And if we have Aleph and Bet, then we have Gimel, etc., etc. And that is a growth in a healthy and productive and uh, uh, effective way. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen v'amen. Rabbi Chananya. Ben HaKashah Omer Yatsah. Kedosh Mokuzu Yisrael. Lefikach Ebanim Torah Mitzvot Shnei Amar. Adonai